0: Hi Phil, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Will, nice to see you again.
0: Nice to see you as well. I've noticed we're wearing very matchy matchy outfits today.
1: <laughs> Must be telepathic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However, for those listening, you won't be able to see, so that's probably for the best. Um, it's actually our hundred and first episode, so it's uh, you know quite a big milestone for us. Um but yeah, I, I guess I, I wanted to really start by um recapping. I mean it's been it's been a while since we launched the very first podcast, which is probably just over a year ago. Um and to start with the question of how do you feel the current state of sales education is uh, since we first began this journey?
1: Um well I'm not sure necessarily the podcasts that we've been doing are directly linked to sales education. Um, but I, I think that you know that the world in education moves pretty slowly, to be honest. Um, if you start to look at um you know, if we define education as being academic sales education, which is I think what you're ask, asking about. Um as far as the undergraduate and postgraduate markets concerned, at least in the UK, I don't think it's changed a huge amount since we we started um, developing our interest into this area. In spite of the government initiatives around sales apprenticeships and so on, big uptake in level four and level three apprenticeships, which I think is a good is a good thing. And you could say, well, it's it is, if you like, education in the sense that it's based on assessed work and knowledge and skills being realised. So I guess it has been a, a pretty big jump forward. But in terms of undergraduate and postgraduate degrees, um, we still haven't seen um, you know, any, any other players in the marketplace, at least in the UK. Mm. I think in the States, of course, we've already got quite a number of universities that are pursuing sales education programs at undergraduate and a few at postgraduate levels but you know compared to other other marketplaces and other functions it's still relatively embryonic and I think we just got to be patient and committed to this uh, vision that we have to help make sales the most the world's most sought-after profession of Mm. which education is an important component so You know we're very happy with progress that we've made you know since those early days Um, yeah learning all the time we've got an amazing client range now who are participating on the program we're seeing fantastic stories of undergraduates doing well in their sales careers we have amazing retention rates on the program you know just you know there's There's a lot that's going right in it, but I still feel we're right at the beginning of Mm. the journey, which um, uh, we're very excited to be on, but it's still a long way to go.
0: It is. I guess um, if I cast you back to one of the very first podcast episodes, and the reason for the question is at the time we felt there was a, a strong need, wasn't there, to almost educate people on the difference between sales training and sales education.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people um, kind of perceive that word education as being, a, you know, too academic and not practical. But, I, you know, we, we, we've now sort of demonstrated that education can go very much hand in hand with practical business performance improvement, mm. uh, because what it does is it gives a structure to the to the way people think this is what education does it gets people to think more critically it gets people to think in more depth and a lot of um you know the the job of a salesperson is problem solving and critical thinking so yeah i think that um now yeah, we can we can very comfortably challenge anyone who questions whether an academic program is not practical and hands-on but yeah we did yeah. have those concerns at the beginning, but as each year progresses, as each cohort completes, and we have evidence now of, you know, the impact that students are making for their companies, uh, I think we can we can absolutely say, and employers can say, yeah, it's been a fantastic addition to the uh, sales development world.
0: Yeah, it certainly has been, and some of the. Um... I think the the application of sales education in the way that um it uh, relates to an individual's job role really does make you know really does mark out the difference between sort of sales training and sales education because you're applying theoretical knowledge to your role and practice in your workplace and, and that um really stretches one's individual thinking but also almost allows for a space to try out new things and to innovate and to um you know probably push yourself out of your comfort zone somewhat Absolutely. yeah and uh, so we've got some incredible stories that i certainly can attest to um I, just from your your point of view because you know you you're dr phil squire you're quite often at the Front of the classroom delivering to our students, certainly at the, the master's and the postgraduate diploma level. Um, and I'm just wondering if you've noticed uh, more recently, kind of any shifting trends that you're seeing people researching and people applying their kind of studies to. Has there been any shifting trends?
1: Um, well, it, the, there's no doubt that. The role of coaching and leadership is, is, is something that sales leaders and sales managers uh, are very interested in researching more deeply because it affects an area of what they do that they can have control over. Mm. Um, but I really think that um, where the research for the future needs to take place is around this whole what we call cracking the code in module two, which is sort of managing the business of selling because we're now beginning to see these seismic shifts in how things are done through artificial intelligence, which is going to have a huge impact on sales and a huge impact on the sales profession. Someone said to me the other day that they felt the advent of AI can be compared to, in terms of impact on on the world, and humanity is as big as climate change, and yeah. uh, we haven't quite we haven't quite taken that concept. I don't think we we've taken that sort of concept on board. Those that know it and those those that can see its benefits and also some of its challenges, its problems, um, are on the one hand very excited by it, and the other uh, the other hand, it is sort of rather worried about it. Um, mm. So for me, I think that yes, coaching and and and, and so on has been a, a a focus for research, and that and that's been a, that's definitely been a popular research topic. Um, what we're now beginning to see is more interest into this whole area of systems, predictive analytics, um, ways in which we can leverage technology to improve the productivity of a sales organization. And uh, we're now beginning to see organisations rethink the structures of the sales force according to the way they can leverage some of these technologies to manage the sales process perhaps um, more efficiently.
0: Yeah. And it has been interesting to see. I mean, we, we've we got a couple of students that have um, written their final dissertations on the implication of AI within their organization. Um, and so we're seeing this kind of I think we all understand, we all know that uh, AI is going to impact our role somehow, but we don't we don't know how yet. We don't know, you know, it's still it's still emerging. Um, but it is interesting that students are already um, you know, using the, the, the master's program, especially, to focus in on the impact AI will have on their sales teams uh, yeah, within their organizations and where that research is taking them, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I'm sure we're going to see more of this as we move in, yeah. into next year.
1: We are. I mean, we're, we're, we're also um, developing, you know, in terms of the, the, the business that, that, that we're in, Um, Looking at how AI could be used by our students to kind of do more effective research and how we can link AI in terms of a first level of critical analysis with what students now can make sense of using Mm -hmm. their own uh, sort of knowledge, their own wisdom, if you like. Um, So I think that, you know, the way that it's going to impact sales is massive, but it's also going to have a huge impact on Consalia and how we do work and and, and the tools that we can provide our students to help them become more productive and get what they need more quickly. But but, But at the same time, you know, we need to get smart on what sort of ethical frameworks we're going to have and how AI is being used. Yeah. I'm really, really excited that we've got Lenny Montero, who's one of our alumni, actually talking, uh, I think possibly. He is one of the very early academic researchers on this whole topic of ethics and ethical frameworks, and he's done a global research project that he's going to share at GST next week. Um, so, yeah, um, it's all exciting stuff, but I think we're, we're, we're seeing a new era emerge um be interesting to know what Gillian Birkenshaw would make of this next new era but I suspect it's going to accelerate agility because we are going to have to think quickly and it's going to in a way reinforce what we've talked about in the past democracy you know where does the humanity fit within the context of doing business in the future in a world which is very what's AI led yeah, so I think it's, no, a, it's that a, sounds
0: like a very good topic for anyone listening to this, wondering how they should what their final project should be for their masters. It's sort. massive.
1: It's really it is massive. massive. Yeah, We've got well, maybe
0: Phil, time. you should look into it.
1: I, I, <laughs> I well, I think what we're talking about now is a future in which I I will no longer be part of. You know, no. the sense of looking at the transformation that's going to take place, but it's it's going to be. Absolutely incredible.
0: It really will. Yeah. So if we're moving into this AI-driven era, for want of a yeah. better term, I don't think Birkenshaw has named this era yet.
1: No, but he I think you could find ways of aligning this technology into this whole AI agility space. Yeah. Um, uh, which he he calls it ad hocracy. It's just another thing that we have to deal with. Um, and the way that decision making is going to be made is going to change. The way that organisation structure, you know, it's going to change. So, I think it's, um, I think that the sales profession has really got to be on top of this because it's going to affect us as salespeople for sure, both positive and negatively. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but we just, yeah, we don't know what we don't know at the moment, which makes it sort of a an interesting world ahead of us
0: operating in a world of uncertainty i think is, is the new norm we've been talking about it yeah. for quite some time haven't we, we have, yeah um but yeah well i mean from what i'm hearing from you is there's a you know ai is going to be impacting how we sell how we learn for consalia how we deliver um how we leverage information so kind of you know move to more con- customer centric approaches. Yeah. you know, there's there's so many different facets of of how it can um, be leveraged, but there there really is like this undeniable need to you know to leverage digital in our space, isn't there? Yeah,
1: yeah, massive. Yeah,
0: and I, I think that's also what's informing uh, where we're as a as a company moving to as well um and i think we you know for consalia we we really understand the the need to provide programs and modular content um online i just want to get your your thoughts on that and you know the direction that consalia is moving in
1: yeah, it, it's a massive step that we've recently taken with uh, Consalia Online. We've been planning for this. We've been talking about it. We've been testing it. We've been evaluating it. Uh, we've been working with customers on it. You know, it's it's been a, an 18-month, two-year kind of journey to get to this particular point. And I think that, you know, we're we're sort of driven by two things. One is that we have a vision to make sales the world's most sought after profession and if we really embrace that particular notion we need to make our attempts at professionalizing sales global and not 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 local and international and we also need to take into consideration developing economies you know we've got um you know, sort of in this world of globalization, huge economies growing, whether it's in Africa or in Asia uh, um, or, this, or the Americas. You know, how can we take some of the learnings from our academic programs and how can we make this more accessible for people who don't have access to these kinds of very high end exec level um highly experiential processes so we've been looking at this whole digital world with a lot of interest and and I must admit that one of the things that I was I've always been look look looking at and it comes back to a question that was relevant even as we created the masters which is but does it work is it possible to create an online experience that is involving, is engaging, and how can you create that the sort of magic of the classroom? To be honest, it's it's really it's impossible to do it completely because you don't have the people element. So we've been asking ourselves what's the what's the way that we can what are the different ways in which we can design online content where people feel as though they're talking to human beings. Um, but within a, a self-learning environment where people can pick up modular content, do programs online, complete it and have their have their work potentially tested. And so this is what we've been working on. And, you know, fortunately we've been led in in a way down this path by clients who are also interested in How can we scale the content? How can we make what happens in the classroom uh, much more, uh, you know, giving us a higher return so that we we focus on sort of transforming the way people work in the classroom, but we provide maybe knowledge blocks of content that could be delivered in a very engaging online way. So we've been developing our online portfolio with this in mind in part led by client demand, but in part led by our vision ultimately to be able to offer some of our academic programs fully online and fully asynchronously. So here we're talking about the possibility of being able, people being able to graduate with a BSc yeah, or an MSc program from anywhere in the world yeah, having access to modular content, but without having uh, to come over to London, you know, to take part in the, in the program, but having access to tutors and a skilled resource to help them on their way. Now, we know this can be done. Uh, we know that it's possible to do. And we're working towards that kind of aim in mind. But of course, one has to navigate the choppy waters of education systems and validation of content. And we need to make sure that whatever experience we create is one that people who start on this three-year journey, let's say, or a two-year kind of journey actually stick with it and, and, yeah. and, 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 and complete the program and become successful. Um, so yeah, I don't think. Uh, I mean, one of the values we have is 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 quality plus plus, and it's something that that perhaps holds us back in terms of launching things, new ideas to the market. But actually, it is it is terribly important that whatever we do, as I said at the very beginning, it, it works, and we feel encouraged by the work we've done over the last eighteen months with clients. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that, um, you know, that we, we've even seen uh, the Princess Royal Award, you know, which combined the online experience with face-to-face. We, we call this online plus um, in order to deliver um, a hugely impactful sales performance result. So, yeah, mm. we feel we're at a critical point in Consalia's history. Uh, sort of moving into this digital age, very much keeping our core values at the centre of what we do, but wanting to do, we wanting to go online with a with this purpose of helping make sales the world's most sought after profession. Absolutely, and I think it's
0: um, it's a really interesting time to be on this journey as well, especially considering the advent of what we were discussing earlier. With the you know with the use of AI and how that is going to um, potentially really um, really drive the learning experience forward in the future and how people want to learn and how people want to um, engage with, with content and I think as what you were kind of alluding to is that we're we're only at the sort of we're at the embryonic start of this journey. If the end goal is to potentially offer masters, offer BSE programs that are delivered through a wholly online experience, then what we currently have are a series of modular content that has been inspired from our academic um, programs to see if they can be uh, applied to organizations and add value and I, th- I think yeah, from from what we've experienced and like what you've said, um, the feedback has been amazing. And to have one of our customers be awarded the Princess Royal Training Awards for an online inspired program is is testament to the quality that we've de- that yeah. we've delivered on and, the online program. I, um,
1: yes, I yeah, I have been surprised at the impact that. Some of these modules have made um, mm. with, uh, with a with a large number of people have gone through the program uh, in terms of you know citing the models and frameworks that they get access to
0: um,
1: uh, the way perhaps
0: you could um, perhaps you can expand a bit on the kind of models and the and the modular content that uh, we currently have
1: well um you know, we have we have a module that, you know, uh, so much of our work is based around values and belief systems, and so, you know, we have um, we have a module which is around, you know, called harnessing power within, which is really designed, you know, to help people and you know get connected with their core values and belief systems, um, and so, you know, someone who's been on that module yeah, will then come into the work environment. So they're talking about, you know, what their personal values and belief systems are and how this connects with the values and belief systems that customers are looking for, you know, from salespeople. We have a module which is looking at habits for success where we get we get people to look at what habits do you have that you think that hold you back? What habits do you think you need to build moving forward? Uh, we give... Simple frameworks around how do you deal with some of the obstacles in your life. We have a, a WHOOP model that looks at wish and outcome and obstacle, and and, it, it, and so on. And so people talk about the WHOOP model when they when they talk in in meetings. Um, so these are very simple frameworks. We get people to look at how their time is being managed into the different time quadrants, building upon some of. Um, Stephen Covey's work, for example. So we have these kind of frameworks and models uh, that that help them through the link between values and beliefs. How do you build those into habits? How does it impact how you use your time? So these are very much modules that are geared around more personal efficiency. And then we have a whole set of modules, which are around the sales mindset. And, you know, we know that this is called a consalia We have an amazing uh, winning value proposition program built around third-box thinking uh, and uh, all sorts of tools that we have there, the solution development matrix, how to put winning value propositions together. Um, uh, We have financial acumen modules. Those are really knowledge-based and designed to equip salespeople with the knowledge required to be able to look at balance sheets and p accounts and understand the impact of discounting. And it's incredible that, you know, you hear people coming into a workshop, having done these modules, talking about how they've used all of these tools to improve what they do. So I don't know, I've, I've touched on a few of them. I know there are loads more, but, um, you know, they're very... They're very well put together, these, these, these modules, and they're very relevant for people involved in sales, so.
0: And I think that's what I, you know, I, perhaps I'm biased because I'm Consalian, but what I really like about the online modules is um, the way that they remain core cool to a reflective practice. Yeah. And uh, for anyone that, you know, isn't aware well of Consalio, we are strong believers in reflective practice. That's true. Um, and critical reflection. And, and one thing that I think marks Consali Online is that we encourage people to reflect, to reflect on their current situations and to input, input for themselves the information that is contextual to their environments within the online modules. Um,
1: and we've got, at the core of all the design of these modules, we have Libby Drake, who's been with us since the time Consali was, was created, who's the most phenomenal um, learning designer. And she, she's qualified in this. You know, she's got a degree in, in learning design. And she really understands how to develop content so that it sticks. And then we have Dr. Laura Crane, who's the expert on uh, sort of building the online content so these two these two ladies are doing an amazing job in taking a an idea a learning a learning journey you want to take a student on, like you say, putting in exercises of reflection, giving people the chance to input stuff to get PDF outputs from it so you can you can engage with the content um We've also have voiceovers on these, these online modules, which is and subtitles. So for people who can't speak English fluently, you have the chance to be able to to follow the uh, the content potentially with the online modules. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that so much thought has gone into not just what we do, but how we do it in a way yeah. to, to create stickability as far as learning is concerned it will never replace the classroom that's for sure but it's a fantastic support to what goes on in the classroom and if organizations out there you know you've got five or six thousand people that you want to be more sort of sales orientated more sales focused have more of a sales mindset which everyone should should have um, it's a very, very good way to be able to get some of the the commonality of key language uh communicated across large numbers of people. So yeah, we we see it as being an important tool to help promote this professionalism in sales, embracing not only the not only the key account salespeople, but all people. You are involved in customer-related situations.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, the reason why we wanted to kind of speak about it on this podcast is because we felt now was the right time, didn't we? We had internal discussions about it. So over the last 12 months, 18 months or so since we've been developing and trialing, we've gone through a rigorous testing process. And currently we've had, we've had about 400 users go through our learning content,
1: which is, it's incredible. (laughs) incredible. And I was also struck with the mindset survey, you know, with with having over a thousand people now complete just the mindset survey. So we're getting, um, you know, a lot of traction with these uh, sort of online related tools and the ability to assess people's mindsets as they go through the program is just fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited by it. I just wish I was 30 years younger, Will.
0: <laughs> You're young at heart. You're only as old as you feel. Um, so where are we heading? You know, what's next on the horizon? I know we've got, you've mentioned the modules that we've got, such yeah, as uh, the ones on values, habits, harnessing power in the financial module. Um, inspiring a sales mindset for growth, and yeah. the sending mindsets module. You know, WVP. These are all online modules that we currently have developed, have been tested, have been tried. Um, but
1: what, what's on the horizon? I mean, there's, there's, uh, I mean, there are two things that are affecting the strategy around hmm. product development. One is driven by customer demand. So where we get customers wanting to uh wanting us to build content often we can see what they're wanting us to do and we can see that it could be something that other organizations would would want as well so that could take us down to you know topics like emotional intelligence which is such an interesting topic and uh, selling resilience or resilience in sales and how to build more resilience uh, how do you manage personal change, uh, and so on? So we, we're we're seeing sort of modules like these uh, sort of in the if you like the production line, you know, for new modular content. But the strategic view comes back to what we were discussing earlier, which is to build modular content that can support the eventual development of what we've got within our BSC three-year sales degree and be able to build that into um, an online. Uh, so
0: just the BSc or also the well, other programs?
1: I mean, yeah, I think, with it, you know, that's obviously where we see the volume, you know, but and that, that makes sense for us to focus on that area. Um, and so our strategy is to look at the current curriculum of the undergraduate degree and say, well, what of this can we now Deliver in a digital format in an online format, but how can we how can we digitize that? Some of them we've already done it, like our digital selling module, which uh, which Steve has put together. Fantastic! That's that's one of the modules that we have that's now fully digital, uh, fully online. If you like, it used to be a classroom-based delivery. Now it's not; it's online. But we've got other modules: um, introduction to selling could be delivered as an online module. That's in the production line. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be... So, so that's our sort of strategy. You know, it's, yeah. I think the, the, the great thing that we've got is the intellectual property that we have in the academically accredited program is a fant- fantastic foundation to build this modular content. No other, no other sales training organization has it, yeah, because we're the only ones that are currently doing it, apart from maybe some, some, some organizations in, in, the, in the U.S. So, um, yeah, no, it's, we're, we're, we're very excited. We're in a good spot. We, we are always looking to innovate and try out new things. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if
0: I've answered your question about No, that. you certainly have. And I just wanted to reiterate, you know, so our direction is to, to create academically proven programs. That's our North Star. Um, but we sit on a, a, on a huge amount of research, we as we are a you know, sales education company and a consulting practice, that if anyone who's, you know, reviewing the, our online modular content um, and they're kind of inspired to pick up the phone and speak to us to see whether or not we can develop anything else, that's also an option. It is. Yeah. Um, and we would be open to have that discussion because it's you know we want to develop stuff that is meaningful for our,
1: for our client base. Um, that's true. And I, I think that you, you mentioned something also that's really, really exciting. When we started the master's program, we had this idea of Consalia being an incubation centre because it's a a research-based place where students' research could potentially lead on to even products. So we had this idea that this may happen. We now have a situation where it has happened, you know, and I'm talking here about the amazing work that Grant has done with his final project, with his personal change model, Scared So What, where he's developed a book and he's developed a, an app to help people manage change at a personal level. And so one of the, and, and, and Grant's Scared So What module will be one of those that would sit within our online solution, his learning solution that's connected with his app. Um, this is, This is fantastic because it's like, I think you mentioned the word earlier, sort of a circular economy in a way. You know, we have our students doing this work. We want to provide a platform for them to flourish. And this Consalia Online is potentially a place where students' ideas, whether it's new coaching models, whether it's new um, predictive analytics ideas, whether it's new training and development frameworks, You know, if they can find a way, find a home to bring their innovation to the marketplace, yeah, we're very, you know, we just want to help them. We want our our students to flourish.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that we really care about is learning reach. Yeah, it is. We we understand the ripple effects of of, uh, one's learning and how it affects other people. And if you, you know... anyone has a a, an idea and uh you know like grant wants to wants to kind of take it to the next level then you know that's what we love we love we love to support the sales profession as a whole
1: absolutely and
0: and once more if it works we'll encourage you to submit to the peter kritten award
1: (laughs) we haven't spoken about peter Critton uh award that's a totally different topic but uh, it
0: is it is but i think i guess because of the the reach that's um yeah yeah the reach that you need so if anyone's interested in consali online wants to research it wants to see the impact of um some of the kind of online interventions that we've had we've got case studies on our website um But yeah, Phil, where where can people see it and um, how can people find out more information about our Consalia Online offering?
1: Well, I'm sure Eddie will be putting in the show notes the kind of links to Consalia Online, and that's probably the best place to go initially. Um, If anyone's listening to this anywhere in the world and they want to get access to any of the online content, we we have got uh, an amazing. Gateway to enable anyone to be able to um, subscribe to the programs and to get access to the online content. So, um, if they would like to get advice as to which modules to do, they can pick up the phone or email us and and ask us. But yeah, we're very pleased about the sort of gateway portal. It enables us to um, be able to um, work with anyone in the world no matter where they're located in terms of them getting access to the the content
0: absolutely so if you want to learn more about it go to consalia.com there's consalia online there uh we're on social media we're quite prolific thank you eddie and but if you wanted to drop either myself so will squire or Phil Squire or anyone within the Consalia team a a direct message on LinkedIn or something and then we'll be sure to follow up but we're really excited about this journey we're on Um, and actually what we want to do is offer a a 30% early bird access for for the next couple of weeks up until the 15th of December Um, so if you want to If you want to try us out at a discounted price, now's a good time.
1: Brilliant. Well, thank you.
0: Thanks a lot.